This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Jürgen, lovely to see you. Hi. Can I, can I ask you first uh, about uh, James Bond? Uh, I thought that's a perfect place to start. Jamie Carragher has been talking to Daniel Craig and he asked whether you'd make a James Bond. And James Bond himself says he worships you and you, you absolutely make a good Bond, he says, because you're a born leader. What do you make of that? <laughs> um, no, I like to, I don't want to be James Bond. I, um, actually, that's not true. As a kid, I wanted to be James Bond. Um, but it's long ago. So meanwhile, I'm happy watching him doing what he's doing. And um, I was lucky enough to meet Daniel Gregg on two occasions, I think. And um, I actually will miss him as James Bond, to be honest. But let's see who will be the next one. I will watch these movies as well. This one, it's went through my whole my whole life. Um, I followed all of them. I think it was for me. Sean Connery, start with Sean Connery, if I'm on Hamilton right, and Roger Moore and all these guys, um, they were all, they did all a really good job, and um, it's a great story, so I liked it always, and thank you very much for having these nice words, but I would be a really bad James Bond, because um, if I walk out of the water in swim shots, I think that would be the moment when all the, the whole world would switch off, so, um, but... No problem. We all have our jobs to do in life, and um, he has to save the world, and I have to help Liverpool from time to time. Thanks for playing ball on that one. Listen, Jurgen, this is a massive game onto the serious business. Just how big is it? Do you think? Big, big. It's a uh, um, <laughs> um, Man City is an outstanding football team. Um, they lost now against PSG after the game at, at Porto. I only knew the result and I, I said uh, they probably will strike back, but I don't have to. Actually, I saw now the game, obviously, and it was a really good football game. Man City played a really good game, which I lost in two situations, let me say like this, or three, four situation when they didn't use their chances and they and, and the PSG could score. But when you think about uh, um, the quality of, of the PSG team and then the way how Man, Man City dominated them, that says a lot. That says a lot about the quality. So, um, yeah, we have to play a proper football game, I would say, to have a chance. But it's Anfield. Um, and we are really looking forward to it. I can say that, yeah. You've scored 20 goals in your last six matches in, in all competitions. Um, has Liverpool's strike force ever been more potent in the time you've been there, do you think? I don't know. I cannot compare. I, I thought actually we scored quite a few goals in in, in the last few years. So um, I, I don't know that it was that much more now. Or I don't even know that. Um, we scored some goals, that's true. But I have know as well that we missed a lot of chances in that period. So it's clear. But I'm, I'm not sure if you should expect... <laughs> Um, that now against City, um, I know there were games when, when we scored um, a, a good number or they scored as well, um, a lot of goals against us or we against them. But um, yeah, it always helps when you when you are, we are in a good shape, that's for sure. We are, we are absolutely, it's we are in a good moment, let me say it like this, but um, that's what you have to be, to, to have a chance against them. They are uh, still really for me, probably the best team um, in Europe in the moment. So, uh, and it's it's a tough one. And a week ago or so, a bit more than a week, 
was today, uh, maybe, no, at the weekend, last weekend, they played Chelsea and everybody was talking about Chelsea, how, how good they are. They are good. Oh my God, they are really good. But um, City was clear, clear better that day. And um, so that's the team we will face. And um, we have to win the game. We have to score goals. So all what, what we did in the last few weeks now is helpful because we are confident in that department. But we have to defend on our absolute highest level to stay in the game and to make sure that the goals we score make the difference. Thank you, Rob. We'll go to another Rob. Rob Scanlon for two from Premier Productions. Hello, Jürgen. Um, whoever plays on the right for you obviously has a great challenge this weekend with João Cancelo, Jack Grealish potentially up against them. Um, with Trent obviously not available for you, how does that kind of influence your overall plan for this game, please? Uh, not really. We, we, we do a lineup, and it's not clear. You're right. We have, um, I think, three. Oh, well, more options actually for for the position. So we will see what we, which one we choose. So um, we have obviously James. We have um, Joe. We have Nico. We could change system. There are quite a few things. Uh, we have time to train this week. Um, so um, there are a lot of things possible. Um, but. Football is is not the game anymore where you should have these one-one challenges for a long time. And there's a, there are moments, seconds, but actually um, whoever plays there should be protected by at least two players um, in a right-back situation. That's a centre half and a midfielder, and a winger in Idle World who is there around. So um, whoever plays there should not be afraid that he will be alone for a long time against really good football players. No doubt about that. But I don't know who. Who will play for City in this moment? Um, so I didn't think it doesn't make sense to think too much about it. Um, no, no, we have to, we have to we have to defend as a unit. Um, and if you do that, then it's tricky for everybody. But there will be moments, of course. As I said, where individual quality will shine on both sides, and hopefully, in the end, it will be good enough for us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Rob, okay, we'll go, go one from Juliet, then one from James from Todd's Jules. Um, Jürgen, you talk about being in good shape. Does it make it easier then to prepare for matches like this? Because, you know, strategies would have been in place for a week like this to prepare for, you know, the week that you've just had. So the fact that you're in such good form, does that make it easier or, or harder? I'm not sure if easier is the right word, but it, it's better. It's better for sure that you that you don't have to um, boost the confidence during the week and tell the boys all the even when it's not that good on the training pitch, but you tell them, oh, it's great, you look outstanding, and all these kind of things. What you have to do from time to time to get to 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 get become or get a more positive view on things again. We have quite a positive view, obviously, and um, we, we we like the football we play in the moment, but we know we didn't play. Man City yet in the league uh, this season, and, and they didn't play us. So whatever we can see, whatever we can use, and of course we will use the pictures from the Chelsea game and from the PSG game for preparing the boys. Um, it's still different to play us, and for us it's different to play against uh, Brentford or or, or or Chelsea or whoever or Leeds um, to play Man City. This is a really special game of the season every year. It's always always the same, and. It has to be high intense because if it's not high intense, I would say then City is really difficult to to play against. Um, you have to be brave. You have to be front-footed. You have to 
be cheeky in moments. You have to be really your best version. And um, then, but only then, you have a chance. And exactly that's what we try. And in whatever we did last week is okay, or now a few days ago only, is okay, but it's not the one point who makes it what, which makes a difference in that game. The difference will make the, a lot of things we have to we have to 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 show on Sunday, um, and that's a complex football challenge. Um, but thank God for both teams, and that what makes it so exciting. Thanks, Jules. We'll go to James from Talksport for one, and then we'll go to James Mountford from BBC Merseyside. Jurgen, you're the only side still unbeaten in the Premier League this season. If you can keep that record intact after this weekend. Do you think that would mark a successful start to the season? Yeah, a draw would then probably, probably obviously mean as well, but we are not, um, we would be unbeaten. Uh, taking now already the point, I would say is a little bit early. Um, so let's just, let's play the game and ask me after that. That would, is then match day seven, right? The weekend, it's match day, it's the weekend. Yeah, Premier League matches seven. So, yeah, so far the start is obviously okay, but it's not that we are overly happy and think we couldn't have done better and stuff like this. So it's just the start. So that's how it is. And we have to um, carry on. That's what we do. Um, and I don't know which result. Um, I, I know if we would win, it would. I would think, okay, that looks now like a proper start. Um, but I think it's then... Uh, then is Watford after that, after the national break, then is Atletico and then is Man United. So that's then match day nine. So um, I'm not too much interested in a start or whatever. I just want to play the best season we can play. And um, for that, I don't want to draw any line under a specific part of the season and say then so far, so good. So far, it is so far so good, but it's just a few games in. So let's carry on, please. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Jürgen. Um, we had the, the really sad news this week about the passing of, of Roger Hunt. And uh, I just wondered if, if you wanted to pay tribute and if you could talk about a, a, the connection that the players that you have feel towards those players in the 60s. There are so many people in our club who could um, say much more and much and find much better words um, for the impact Um Roger Hunt had on his club. Um, yesterday, I, when we had the ceremony at the stadium, I, I um, spent some time together with Kenny Douglas, um, John Aldridge, and a few other guys. And they obviously know much more about that. And um, but what they like about the club is that we are real. This club is really good. Is really good in in remembering their legends. And I really like that. And Roger Hunt, um, I think in its time, he was for sure one of the most influential players in the country and maybe in Europe. He was an exceptional striker, that what I know. Um, but I didn't meet him um, really, um, at least not in person, that I could say something about him. But that I know from all the people I spoke to, we all will miss him. And we all think just positive about him. And we all wish his family um, the very best because he was a true legend of this club. 
Thank you, James. And then I think to finish this section, Kieran uh, Canning, and I've got the three hands that realistically I can take up in the first breakout. So, uh, Kieran uh, from, uh, I think, AFP. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. Uh, appears as if there might be some sort of exemption worked out for the players travelling to red list countries over the inter international break. I just wonder if you've had any information on that yet and how, how it's going to work because you've got one of the clubs most affected with, with players going to those countries. It's, I, so I, I, there's no final decision as far as I know. I heard probably the same things what you heard. It's like 10 days um, quarantine, um, allowed to play the games, allowed to work, go to work, not allowed to live at home, um, but don't have to live in a hotel chosen by, I don't know, any authorities. You can choose the hotel yourself, but food has to be delivered in front of your room door. You don't, uh, you're not allowed to um, get in any visitors. And I don't know where this if that's the solution, I don't know where it's coming from. I think we should not forget, we talk about, in our case, we talk about um, the Brazilian players, Costas Tsimikas and Sadio Mane. So um, that would mean for the players after the national break, uh, they go for 10 to 10 to 12 days with their national teams, and then they go another 10 days away from their families into a quarantine. Um, that's 22 days and two weeks later there's the next international break the next international um, duty so it doesn't sound for me like a, a real a real solution and um, there are different things in it let's start with that Brazil is and other countries Georgia and other countries are on the red list for England but for example they are not for France they're not for Germany they're not for other for Spain I think at least the players can come back and play immediately after the last international break where our the English players, the players who play in England, were allowed to go. All the other countries could send their players and they could come back and have the normal life, what is normal in the moment. That means the players are constantly in bubbles. They are here in a bubble. They are at their international duty in a bubble. And I don't know exactly why that's now different to how it already was. So what I really don't like about the thing, it's now, again, I, I don't think it's proper thought through. It feels a little bit that somebody in the government, um, first and foremost, I really think it's, it's they cannot have all the information from playing football. I, they cannot have it. It's not, it looks a little bit like somebody opens a door in an important office in, at the government and says, by the way, we still have to sort that with the footballers. He says, yeah, what about the footballers? What's wrong with them? Yeah, they, they play in Brazil and they have a red list for us. Yeah, but what do we think? Yeah, let's put them 10 days. Yeah, they don't like that. And I say, okay, then what can we do? Yeah, they don't like the situation with the hotel. Yeah, then let them go in another hotel. So it's like, come on, boys. Come on, boys, we, we take here people out of three weeks out of normal life for actually no real reason because we take care for our players when they are here and live with their families. They don't do anything else. They go home, come to training and go home. Now we do them in a hotel and let and deliver the food in front of their door. That's just not right with all the, we, I look at the whole situation with all possible seriousness. But what we do now is we just move the responsibility to the players. So do you want that? Can you do that? If you don't want it, 
go don't don't go to your national team that's just not right i really think whoever negotiated whoever told gave the informations to the people like i don't expect the government to be 100 in the premier league situation i'm thinking about the need of specific players but the premier league has to has to tell we have to fight for our players and that's now not the situation again that if in brazil the situation is that bad then we have to react on that but why does France, Germany, Italy, Spain think it's not that bad. I, I, I don't know exactly. I don't know. Why can they their players go back to France, go back to other mm -hmm. European countries and play on and have the life they had before afterwards as well. And here they have to go for 10 days in a hotel with delivering the food in front of their door. That's if that's the case. So that's what I heard that it's maybe like this. I just think it's not okay <clears throat> that we constantly um, now we move just responsibility to the players. If you are ready to do that, then you can go. If not, then stay here. So it's not really not okay. But yeah. Carl, last question in the open, then we'll go to the hundred developers. So come on. Hi again. Um, James Milner is obviously not a 22-year-old Trent Alexander-Arnold, but I just wondered what qualities he brings to that position when he fills in at right back because he's done a, done a good job against Wilfred Zaha, did a good job against Luis Diaz. Just wondered, obviously there's a difference, but he, he brings something different because of his experience, I presume. James is, I'm not, I'm not sure that James knows already which positions he all can play, to be honest. So it's like he, he doesn't like the position, he doesn't like the position, but he plays it for that really exceptionally well um, because he's a smart footballer. So that's how it is, and he likes to be involved in the game, and that's why he always thought he has to play in the middle of the park. But in our, in the way we play, the right back is quite influential, has quite a lot of um, possession um, opportunities to be influential in the game and stuff like this. So I think, in the moment, he thinks it's okay to play there. But again, we didn't make the decision yet. But if he plays there, or he used to play there in the last in the, now the last few games, he did really well. That's true. Um, he is just a very important part of the squad, not only if he plays, but if when he plays as well, but he's in a dressing room, um, an incredible influential player. And it's really nice that he can have these both things, being in a dressing room, um, a real engine and on the pitch as well. So that I'm really happy for him that he has the opportunity to play these kind of games and to, to put in these kind of performances. Um, because it just it shows his whole spectrum. So he can he can do pretty much everything. He can play in each position, and it's really nice. And at one point after his career, which will be hopefully in only in a few years, um, he will appreciate that as well as an experience. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.